All right, Derek, I don't know if you know my friend Rick, but... I do not. So Hello. Derek, Rick. Hey. Hi, Derek. You so, have my name inside your name. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so Rick and I were looking at Disney Plus, and we're looking at all the super cool stuff that's on there. So, like, you know, all we're watching the Clone Wars, and there's all the Marvel movies, but then um, I saw a Goofy movie, and I was like, what is this? What? what? You, you haven't, haven't seen, seen a, a goofy, goofy movie? movie? Welcome to You Haven't Seen, the podcast where Adam, Derek, and Rick force each other to watch movies they should have seen a long time ago. Alright, so I watched a Goofy movie, and that was something. Um, <laughs> Better, than. Yeah. Uh, 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 I'm not really sure what was going on. Pete was there. I know Pete from uh, from various other Disney outings, but um, I'm, I, I can't, couldn't even tell you what was happening in that movie. Now, let, let me ask here, did you watch this solo, or did you uh, bring the children and the whole fam in there? I, I watched this all by my lonesome. Oh, that's not the way to watch this. I forced <laughs> the entire family, all five of us watched this thing, and I was the only one that had seen it, because my sister loved this movie. She was far too old to enjoy it. I, I, um, vaguely, I vaguely remember this movie being out there in the world, but... Um, considering I was in high school when it came out, this was not something that came across my radar. Mm -hmm. It's for people of a certain age, perhaps, although I think it has a lot of appeal for people even into older ages now in a different kind of way. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering Derek was about 25 when this movie came out, and did you see it in the theater or just were you watching it at home? I was watching uh, it on VHS. I believe every time I came oh. home, I, it seemed that my sister was watching it. I'm, I, I want to say that there's like a Jenna Van Oy maybe thing because she really enjoyed Blossom, but she's only in it for like a minute. I, I don't even know what her <laughs> thinking there, was. There were many characters that were only in it for a minute. Uh -huh. um, hey, mm. hey, Rick, since you're the uh, super fan, I don't know. Mm. You and Derek might need to fight it out to be the super fan. Um, <laughs> But let's start with a Rick uh, plot summary and see if uh, this, this jogs my memory and, and puts this movie in some sort of order for me. <laughs> okay, so the go uh, excuse me, a Goofy movie. It's important to, to get the entire title right. A Goofy movie is the story of Goofy and his teenage son, I think, Max. Uh, Max is struggling to get noticed at school and he's simultaneously self-conscious about turning out just like his goofy father. So Max takes bold action to get the attention of his crush at school. And Goofy's concern based on this bold action uh, for his son inspires a father-son cross-country summer road trip. And uh, the spontaneous trip ruins Max's plans with his crush and causes him to get unnecessarily creative whoa, whoa. and keep her interest. And so we follow Max and Goofy on the open road as they learn to get along, bond, and build and break trust along the way, all to help a young teen boy-ish creature win the heart of the girl he loves. Is that a plot summary? I, I, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It, it, it hits some of the things that happened in the movie, but my first question is why? Uh, so I so I do know that the Goof Troop was a thing. Goof Troop was I, after this, though, right? No, no, this is... I, I'll well, get it out there. I'm not a Goof Troop fan. But oh, I, that's I think, a problem, Rick. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I was the age that I could have been, but uh, this 
this movie came came out i think a bit after it's kind of it did you're right you're right yeah so so there there was a a show for i don't know apparently 20 year old men named derek (laughs) (laughs) it was on for two seasons it was part of the disney (laughs) afternoon i don't don't know what to tell you oh i didn't have that channel that's probably why i didn't know no no disney afternoon was in syndication WGN in the Chicago area. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 this, this, this was the successor to things like DuckTales and uh, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Tail, Duck. Tailspin, Gargoyles. Tailspin. But even, even before that, the original was Gummy Bears. Mm-hmm. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. I don't know from High Adventure Bears. that's beyond compare. We they are, are the Gummy, gummy Bears. Bears. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Magic and Mystery is part of their history. Yep. Oh, along boy. with the secrets of gummy berry juice. Rick, none of this is ringing a bell. I, I, uh, I, <laughs> if you told me this was an elaborate joke on me that it didn't actually exist, then I would believe you. So no. So there was there was an actual Disney cartoon based on the gummy bears, and this started their. Was it based on the gummy bears though? What it was do you mean just by like th- teddy bears running around in medieval? They were running around in like medieval England, <laughs> and they lived in a tree. And they were part of an ancient society that had abandoned them, and they were all that was left. And then they ate gummy berry, gummy berries, and made gummy berry juice, which made them bounce, but made humans super strong. Yeah, I don't know. All of and the beauty of that is all of that was explained in the theme song, in the opening mm-hmm. credits. They were courageous and caring, though. So, dashing and daring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyways, so the Goof Troop was part of the long lineage of after-school cartoons. I get it. But then somebody says, hey, let's make this a feature-length movie that we're stringing together about six episodes worth of content with a very, very weak storyline connecting them. There was also a pretty successful video game called Goof Troop uh, for the Super Nintendo that came out in 1993. So maybe they were banking on that Super Nintendo slash Disney Afternoon kids. I don't know. It's Did weird get... that this one was out at the movie theater, though, isn't it? Like, is I watched it at the thing? movie theater. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. But, yeah. I mean, I think it came out in 95, so I was 10. Uh, my, my aunt took me to the theater. We were probably 30 seconds late for getting into the film, and I was really emotional. I thought that we had, like, missed it. It's kind of a special treat for my aunt to take me to the theater. So there's maybe there's some, um, you know, some sentimental feelings to go along with my my strong love for this movie. But yeah, we watched it in the theater, and I, what what an experience to see it on the big screen. Sure, ten year old you was like, "This is amazing." I mean, it, it's still amazing for however old I am now, me. <laughs> <laughs> So I was I was somewhat live texting Rick as I was watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was able to follow along with you because yeah, I, encyclopedia in my brain of this movie. <laughs> this was definitely this was definitely the by the way just as an aside this was definitely the best looking goofy I've ever seen because I clearly have never watched this in widescreen HD. Mm. I mean I'm used to goofy you know that. Is the football player from the 1940s or whatever, you know, that kind of <laughs> oh, goofy. See, see, my goofy of recent memory is from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Mm, that's, um, a, that's another one. And he's, uh, that's computer generated goofy. So uh, a lot of clean lines in that one. But yeah, so my first observation is Max is a big jerk. <laughs> Isn't he a teenage boy? I think that's the idea. I. I, I read online he's supposed to be 14 years old. It's definitely never explicitly said like <laughs> he's 14, but it seems like he'd be like a freshman in high school. And that was about the peak of my jerkness, you know, for myself. I don't, I don't know how I recall yeah. a lot of people being jerks to me at the same time. So. Yeah. But, but I, 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 we're guessing his mom is dead. Like, no, no, no. That's not he's a single dad. That's not a consideration. Cause there's no, cause there's no mom in the picture. Dad's doing the best he can. Max isn't wanting for anything. He's got he's he's got all that he could do, all, all that he can use. That, that, um, that light show and all the craziness he did at the beginning. Come on, man, he's got a pretty good gig going there. 
I think uh, his friends had um, the hook up there. I'm not sure if, if that was all if that was all Max, but he's got a good group around him to, to lift him up. Oh yeah, I mean it's you got Polly Shore. Cheese was Polly Shore. Zimaruski. <laughs> so it's another thing we get we get we've got celebrity voices in here. We've got Polly Shore. Is that an attraction to a ten year old Rick? I mean um, did you know who Polly Shore was? There's no way I knew who Polly Shore was. And I, 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 did. I didn't I don't <laughs> I don't think I knew uh, is it Wallace Shawn? I don't think I knew anybody other than the goofy voice at the time. But he's got a great voice, right? So who is this for then? Like those those right. voices, like Jenna Von Oy and uh... oh, and this is this is after Jenna Von Oy was this is well past Blossom. Probably went off the air in 1990. Yeah, um, Kelly Martin. She was wasn't uh, Life Goes that, On. Life Goes On was still on, right? Uh, it would probably would have been done right about then, and then okay. she reappeared for a couple episodes of ER, but she wasn't a thing, and then. My my favorite is Powerline, as voiced by Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell, <laughs> that's yeah. The best, that's the best I can get. And so as I'm texting Rick, um, I'm like, really, couldn't they get someone like Bobby Brown? And then we looked it up, and sure enough, Bobby Brown was under consideration for uh, for Powerline. It's a little too edgy, though. <laughs> I don't know the timeline for what was going on with him, but, I mean, it the is 1995 problem, I'm going to guess, was not a good year for Bobby Brown. <laughs> Bobby you Brown figure, have very many good years. Well, you figure peak Bobby Brown was uh, Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And Ghostbusters 2, was that 89? Yes, it was, because I was able to go to the movie theaters with friends. That was the first year I was able to go. You had friends? I, You've met them. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was Tevin Campbell's did the hit? Tevin, I, I knew the name. Um, it was from Graffiti Bridge, the sequel to Purple Rain. Uh, he was a prince protege, and it was like was it like round and round was the name of his song. Uh, number I, one R and B hit. Can we talk? Hmm. In December nineteen ninety three. Wow, that was peak R and B interest for me, and I, I as well didn't. What was the, I? I thought it was his song from uh, Graffiti Bridge that was the big hit. Hmm. All right, since we're on a musical note, uh, I'm watching it with the five of them, and, and, and all of a sudden they break in a song, and my wife turns and smiles and says, oh, is this a musical? And I was like, it is, kind of. <laughs> this is how it came up. Uh, so, Rick, to entertain the children during coronation, um, for future listeners, we're recording this in the summer of 2020 in peak uh, coronavirus uh, stay-at-home times. Oh, boy. And so... Uh, Rick Rick was performing various musical numbers for the children um, on the internets, and he he. Uh, which song is your uh, is your jam? No, you don't remember. I, I don't. I did the I did the closing number from a goofy movie called Eye to Eye. That is a Tevin Campbell one too. Oh yeah, I don't have Tevin's pipes exactly, but I was you know laying it down on the keyboard with the drum machine. That that's what got us discussing uh, the goofy movie. Um, <laughs> So, okay, so, so Max is a big jerk, and I'm waiting for him to learn a lesson. And at no point in this movie does he really learn a lesson. He feels bad a couple times. The moral is he got his way. So after there was camping, and then there was Las Vegas, I guess, and then I don't there was fishing, and I don't know what order everything was. Grand Canyon, and they fell in, and the car drowned. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disagree. Spoilers, by the way. But yeah. All the way through this. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert for 1995 <laughs> goofy movie. So I'm going to disagree. I think he did learn something. He, yeah, I was going to uh, say, what do you want him to learn? He, but, he learned, like, the beginning, the, he's having a nightmare at the beginning. And I think it's a nightmare that all of us face, whether, you know, subconsciously or consciously, that you're going to turn into your father. Yuck. And uh, for some of us that are... Yeah. In our forties, we were look at ourselves and go, I, "Who is that guy?" That, oh, that's my dad. Um, you find yourself saying the same things and doing all the same things, and then I think throughout the movie, he realizes like it's not just him feeling bad. He's really it's realizing that, hey, you know what? If I turn into this guy, not so bad. He, he's he's doing pretty good. That's when he confesses to the girl. Like he doesn't have to do that, right? No, Roxanne. Sorry, Roxanne. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
but he still got his way. He got to go on stage with Powerline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all of his jerkiness and maneuvering, he got his way, which which made me not like him. I think it's okay to not like him a little bit. And he's allowed to grow later, um, barring, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to ignore the, the next movie that came out where he did get a bit older, that... Uh, <laughs> That was the sequel to this, but beyond that, um, I mean, I think it's okay that 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 things worked out for him a bit, and he seemed to learn a little bit of a lesson along the way. It was pretty fantastic, and uh, everything that he went through to to to, to get to achieve that, uh, you know, being on the stage. What a story! So, Rick, did this movie move? So, I haven't seen this in years. Yeah, yeah. And did this movie move faster than you remembered? Like, it's, it's, it feels very like, like the concert just kind of happens and then the movie's over. Like, I was, I was like, oh, that's how this works. Like, <laughs> I kind of forgot that there's like that middle lull where kind of nothing happens and mm. they're not really advancing the plot. You know, I'm not a huge film buff, I'll tell you. Um, I appreciate the the length of the film. I think it's under ninety minutes, um, so you know it doesn't. It, it is just long enough to be considered a feature length film, coming in at seventy eight <laughs> minutes with credits, <laughs> which is which is I think good to hold a kid's attention. I disagree that it, that there's a lull in the middle. Um, I think that there's a lot of action. I don't know that it. I think all everything that's happening in the middle is helping build the uh, relationship with his father um, and helping them to understand each other and helping Goofy understand what kind of father he wants to be in his relationship along the way. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned. There's a lot of uh, some of the funniest movies or movies moments are, are in the middle of the movie, I think. Um, but you know, I can I can stand on an island. This this movie is gold. <laughs> it's I I frequently say it's the best film of all time. It's certainly one of the, the most film. underrated Disney movies of all time, objectively. Siskel and Ever gave it two thumbs up. I don't have to go on a long diatribe about how great this movie is extensively, but <laughs> I'll defend it. Uh, so, you know, bring it on. I'll, I'll say as far as the pacing, when they're about to die in the Grand Canyon, and yeah. of course, Chekhov's perfect cast comes out um, and saves them. Okay, that makes sense. But then immediately, they're sneaking in backstage at the concert. What happened to the car? How did they get there? All of their things were lost. No, no, no. The car works. We see the car later when they pull up to see Roxanne as soon as they get back and then the car explodes. So we know the car made it. It must have been able to drive them there somehow that without us seeing it. And we could have added a little bit of time to film to it would have been interesting to see how they snuck into the band equipment to get backstage. I've, I've, I've done that trip from the Grand Canyon to Los Angeles. It takes a long time. You're going well, they, through the desert. They had a couple of weeks planned out to do it. <laughs> Potholes I mean, galore. No, the car, no, 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 no. The car did go over a waterfall, correct? I mean, I, I didn't miss anything, did that, I? That, that's did, what I yeah. saw. That's okay. true. All right. Okay. All right. I just... All right. Now, is maybe it... they bought the same exact car and then it exploded at the end? <laughs> maybe they bought a really beat up old version of the same car. A little, a little lot. Was you think that's a, an homage to the Blues Brothers, or is that just a total ripoff there? It's a literary illusion, I suppose. Here, here's another thing. They find Bigfoot. They do. And we do nothing with that. They lost be, the film. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if the Bigfoot accompanied them on the rest of their trip? No, he wouldn't fit in the car. But it's not about that. I, like, I'll, I'll defend the movie here, which is, it's not, about, it's not supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be about the father and son. And, and I think, they, like I said, I think that opening scene of him having the nightmare of him turning into his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because of the laugh, right? Like, he's like, oh, geez, I hear my dad when I laugh, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. And how am I ever going to win Roxanne? 
when I yeah. when I'm like my dad. Yeah. And that that's frequent through the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because as Adam pointed out, I mean, mom's flown the coop. She's out. That's it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she left. Couldn't take, she couldn't take the left. <laughs> Something happened there, but we don't we don't talk about it. Uh, Adam, common sense media. Uh, gave it three out of five on positive role models and representations. Goofy is an earnest, loving father who wants his son to love and respect him. Once the pair iron out some communication issues, Goofy's intentions are pure, and he acts according to his moral code of brotherly love. So is uh, the the poor role model of of, uh, Pete, Pete the Cat? That uh, that, that brought it down? That's a pretty sweet RV, by the way. That's about the only way that I would get in an RV. Got some serious (laughs) pop-ups. Awesome. That's right. But can we back up a second and I talk about time. the universe in which the Goofy movie exists, or a Goofy movie exists? There it is. So they're all dogs, right? We no, 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 no. Except for Pete the cat. What other animals exist in this universe? They're not even animals. They're 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 animations loosely based on certain types of animals, perhaps. I have always said Goofy's a goof. Max is a goof. Well, the other ones look a bit different. You say they, they're a goof, but according to Wikipedia, no, no, Max's no. last name is Goof, but then Goofy is just Goofy. No, he's Goofy yeah. Goof. Obviously. So he's Goofy Goof. I guess, right? <laughs> goof. Doctor Goof. He's like Prince or whatever. He's got one name, Goofy. Unless but. Max has like the mom's last name. So Goofy just happened to find a lady with the last name of Goof. <laughs> yeah. It was meant to be. <laughs> then he had to kill her because there can be only one goof. Didn't they decide though? Didn't didn't they decide that he was a dog? Even though like they were saying for a while he was a cow or something like that. Oh, boy. Who said he was a cow? Because he was in that movie with the the 1932 movie with Clarence with uh, Cla- what is her name? Cla- Clarabelle. Clarabelle. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of a. I thought it was sort of like the idea that he could be a cow. Was oh. was, was a theory that was going around the. No, interwebs. it's just it's it's the Goofy Pluto uh, conundrum. Yes, absolutely. Or Pluto's a dog that acts like a dog, and Goofy's a dog that acts like a Goofy. I think the longer you spend trying to uh, make the like fit this into human reality, <laughs> like the more trouble you're going to have, uh, which. And I don't know. Goof is a goof. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, we're playing loosely here. I mean, we we we've established that a car can go over a waterfall That's and it. then drive to LA and all the, the way back and then explode. And there's a Bigfoot. And uh, the one thing that that Rick did point out is uh, Goofy has some problematic morals, which Common Sense Media missed. That's yeah. That could have been what what took it down a notch. There is murder in the movie. Do you, Derek? Do you remember the murders? I do not remember the murders. <laughs> there, there were at least three murders. I mean, one was absolutely had to be a, a murder, and then two most likely ended in death. But there's, there's implied death. Um, I, I would, I would say they'd be. Uh, there, there might be some manslaughter involved as well. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't premeditated. I mean, we're talking about a movie where the kid goes into the the giant teletron at, at the stadium right and just walks away i i don't i mean do we know for sure that somebody was murdered here or? uh so i don't think uh, i don't think max went into the giant teletron i believe the security guard that was chasing him mm. swung on a rope into the teletron and that would be one of the one of the murders okay all right i thought it was max maybe but that's there was why the, there was the open road uh run knocking over the scaffolding with the workers on top that's mm. it yeah that that's one of the more forgettable songs in the movie, but that uh, <laughs> that's one of the murders too, and that's two people. So that's and then uh, I I have in, in I'm looking at my text record. There's also the mime. Yeah, he he cut the rope, the invisible rope, and the piano fell on the mime, and then they walked away whistling. Well, they did. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Why is it always fun to kill a mime? I don't. In these movies, I don't. I feel like that that comes up a lot in Disney and you know, like Warner Brothersy kind of movies. Like, just kill the mime. Yeah. That's Rick, Rick is is the uh, spouse of a French teacher. 
Does this uh, anti mine propaganda get to you? you you're, know, both, <laughs> you're both spouses. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't we don't talk about mimes too much. I think I think. Uh, I mean, mime is money. We're all on the same page with our mime feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about mimes either in our house. I don't know. While there are murders, Max saves people along the way. Also, uh, so he saves a he saves a baby from electrocuting uh, when the baby's going to put the fork into the outlet, and he saved his dad countless times while they were driving. So maybe that cancels out the murders. Well, so if Goofy is responsible for murder, and then Max in turn <laughs> saves Goofy. Sounds Doesn't that make ridiculous. Max responsible for the murder? Right, right. I, I'm thinking maybe his good deeds and saving lives along the way canceled them out. Good karma. So, karma so it's like, canceled. so it's like the good place where you're you're accumulating points. That's it. That's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> so, so at best you could hope to be a Mindy Saint Clair and end up in the medium place. So, are we all agreeing that after today is the best song from the movie? Or, I mean, that that was a showstopper. I thought. Uh, after today is great it's got humor um, it has energy <laughs> it, it has great vocals I like stand out the best probably hmm. because uh, uh, you know I mean, there's, a, there's a build along the way and that's where um, he thinks he's first getting a shot with Roxanne Adam, you're taking Lester's Possum Park, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna go with the uh, with the eye to eye. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's got it, it it's screaming uh, 1995 R&B as interpreted by a Disney movie. That's um, right. Oh yeah. Like this is what yeah we we acknowledge that there are things that are cool out there in the world, but we're gonna make sure it's Disney friendly. <laughs> Where then, if we fast forward to closer to modern day, um, I always think about Wreck-It Ralph. Um, what's the song where they built, where he and uh, Penelope build the car? It's um, Pink. What, what's her name? No, it's not Pink. Um, Shut Up and Drive is the song. Oh, yeah. It sounds like, I don't want to be wrong. It sounds kind of like Rihanna. It is Rihanna. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so in Wreck in Wreck It Ralph, the Rihanna song "Shut Up and Drive," it fits perfectly with that scene, but it the lyrics are just insanely filthy. Because mm. um, as Ellie liked that movie, and I was putting together okay her playlist, you know, for car trips or whatever. I'm like, oh, you could put that on there, and then I started listening to verse two and verse three, and it's horrible. Wow. It, it's uh baby, i want to hear you the... sing this song Adam. no it's That's... not gonna happen <laughs> um it's it's bad uh... so 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 at some point disney stopped caring about the content of the songs um and just was going for actual stars so this this movie's directed by kevin lima uh i noticed that and it's a directorial debut Nobody else is excited about that. Film guys, help me out here. I don't Keep know. Keep going. I'm, I'm, I got nothing. He, um, he directed Enchanted. I know. Oh. I knew that. And I've I think he directed. Um, you can look it up. But Tarzan. Um, and uh, I think he left Disney for a little bit and did Prince of Egypt and some other movies, and then uh, came back he and did it, Brave. He left Disney to do fake Disney. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, hey, Prince of Egypt's not bad. But it's fake Disney. Yeah, that's the uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang of, uh, of Disney movies. I like Kevin Lima though. I like I, I think he's done some really good work. Um, he also did Tarzan. I just looked it up. He just did Tarzan as well. So I don't know if I said that one or not, but um, he's my favorite director. Yeah, I mean, you said objectively the best Disney movie. So I mean, uh, the, objectively the most underrated. <laughs> oh, the most under. Okay. Yeah, subjectively the best Disney movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's probably underrated because I can't imagine that too many people know about it. However, it did make thirty-five million dollars at the box office. So in nineteen ninety-five money, it's not bad, right? I'm impressed. Here, here's my theory on that. This comes out 
it's probably you know it's 1995 it's probably in the theater for a good two three months now this is a summer hey it's raining let's take the kids to go see a movie what's playing oh goofy there's there's not that many of those movies around anymore if it were up to me there would always be something in the theater that's appropriate for all audiences even if they're recycling old stuff Mm. but your crappy animated um movie just doesn't really exist and when i guess when they do come out they don't make any money i'm thinking of uh the nut job oh that came out was that about two years ago three years ago (laughs) my my, one of my nephews that was his birthday party was to go see the nut job and i think everybody left after about 30 minutes it was so bad you always see movies like that in in the queue like when you're looking for a movie for your kids and you you go that it's got to be good enough right and then it's not like what was the other one over the hedge yeah yeah there was some ice age 17 like at some (laughs) point we get it the one we went and saw back when we had little kids and you know there was alpha and omega it was like two dogs barking at each i don't know it was it was so dumb i would have preferred that they be real dogs than animated dogs but yeah i mean disney has some sort of secret sauce to make these movies sometimes and they lost it for a little bit but they certainly got it back i mean you don't mind seeing them even when they're not so great now when you went with your aunt here rick did she Mm -hmm. say that she enjoyed the movie have you asked her since whether she was like oh my god that was such a great memory for me too (laughs) that's a great question i I haven't i (laughs) I haven't reached out to her about that. That's a, that's a, that's a big miss on my part. Hey. Um, I would say if I had to guess, she doesn't remember the movie and she took me thinking it would entertain me. Uh, kind of like Adam said, and, uh, and the rest is history. I, I, I don't, I don't think she thinks a thing of it or would remember one moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you yeah. enjoyed spending the time with with That's with the young with the young Rick. Yes. We called it we called it special time. I don't know why we called it <laughs> special time, but we not just for this movie, but any time we we got to go out and do something uh, just with her, she called it special time. It's always interesting though, as as adults, like we don't think anything of it, but like what kids remember is just always I, I find that with students too like they're always like oh yeah you remember when you did this I'm like I I sure I that was my favorite thing really <laughs> that was your favorite <laughs> I did all these other things that's, it, that's yeah. the thing that you remember like I don't, yeah, a goofy movie yeah. <laughs> yeah you know like you know she probably took you to to all kinds of other things but this is the thing that really you know like stuck in there right now I'll get oh. back to you. Yeah, that's a that's good. Fun. Yeah, that's that's in the next conversation. Aunt <laughs> Sharon. Uh, so, oh. I, um, so you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know Pauly Shore. Now, Adam, you uh, immediately recognize Pauly Shore's voice. Oh, who who was a bigger <laughs> Pauly Shore super fan? I wouldn't know. Between Encino Man, saw it in the theater. Biodome, <laughs> saw it in the theater. Son-in-law, Son-in-law. saw it in the theater. <laughs> And of course, he was all over MTV, especially Spring Break. I don't even know if they paid him to do MTV Spring Break at all. It's I mean, just... he was the weasel. He was wheezing the juice. <laughs> he was. And he, I saw that, so I checked IMDb right away, and he's uncredited. He took this, like, uh, he's like, oh, no, don't put my name in there. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it said uncredited. And I was like, I wonder if he, like, knew one of the guys, and they were like, could you do this? And, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Huh. Needed a paycheck. Yeah. Because this is, again, this is peak Polly Shore. Like, mm-hmm. this is in the midst of all of those roles. Yeah. You see it? He, was, he was on the lot. <clears throat> Give us 30 seconds and, and record these seven lines. He, he, he had a decent, uh, maybe it is seven lines. And then he got his uh, love interest moment on the screen, too, with Stacy. Yes. Jenna yeah. Van Oy. Oh, see, I don't. I've never heard that name before. You guys keep saying she was she was six on Blossom, and uh, I kind of had a little crush on her. And okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she was uh, Blossom's wacky friend. Yes. 
Okay. She's got a wacky friend voice in this movie. So but she was in love with Joey Lawrence, who is also has like a role whoa. in this movie. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Very small role that I'm surprised he has a name. I I because I looked up the characters. He has a character name, but I don't think they ever address him by name. I think I would remember the name Chad. Very nineties name, Chad. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't everybody in nineteen ninety five named Chad? <laughs> So, Rick, you said you didn't know, notice Wallace Shawn. So, had you seen Princess Bride before you saw this movie? Um, I, I think I had. I think I just wasn't able to put that together uh, at, at the time. I think I had seen Princess Bride. It's a movie my dad loved a lot. Uh, I'm sure we watched it together at, at the time. But yeah, no, it, it didn't. It didn't come together for me. I was. I was saying I didn't really fully process a lot until like my mid twenties. So I wasn't ready to put that together yet. <laughs> yeah. I probably first knew Wallace Shawn from, well, you know, watching my dinner with Andre as a little kid. But in addition to that, um, his appearance on the Cosby show, that would have been my, he was, he was one of uh, Cliff's friends. That's what point. I thought. I was going to say he was one of those. So mm, I think yeah. we have to actually edit out any references to the Cosby show. Can't now, talk about I, the Cosby show? No. It's too bad. It was a great show. I know. It he's, is a really great show. Too, too bad he's a monster. <laughs> I know. And those, Can, and his comedy albums, I, when I was, when my kids were first born, I, we used to listen to chocolate cake all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I just can't. What, what about, can, can we, can we talk about the show formerly known as the Cosby show and just talk about all the other great people that were in it doing great things? Yeah. I mean, I love me some Theo. He was the best. And the little kid got married just recently, right? She's Rudy? got like a curry. Or Olivia. Yeah. Fun, fun story. Uh, on the on the baby name list, when when uh, Jess was pregnant, one of them was Olivia, and I kept saying Olivia, like the Cosby Show, and she got mad. I said, "There's no way we can name her Olivia," because I kept saying Olivia. Wasn't it Raven Simone? Who's Olivia? O- Olivia was Raven Simone. Okay. She got married just recently. No. So. Oh. Congratulations. That's so, that's, so, that's so Raven. That is oh, so that's... Raven, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what her wife's name is, and I remember who it was. So how, how amazing is it that this Bill Farmer guy, that the guy that does the voice of Goofy, is still doing Goofy? Still today? Yeah, 1987, he got the job. Yeah, I know. The only reason I know is because my kids, uh, especially my little one, is obsessed with that dog show about like dogs and like their jobs that's on Disney Plus. Is it Puppy Dog Pals? It is. It is a live action like documentary ish kind of show. It's a dog's life. Good name. And it's all. It's it's just like different jobs that dogs have. Oh, oh, okay. And since he's the the voice of Goofy, he does that. And I was like, this dude's old. How long? Nineteen eighty seven. He's been doing this. Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it would be a voice that would be easy to imitate if they had to switch it out. But good for him, the longevity. Yeah, I mean, that's just. Well, the key is in the yuck. Starts with a. (laughs) It's not just a yuck. It's a yuck. You gotta start with the H in there. And then I, uh, the voice of uh, the voice of Pete is Jim Cummings, right? And uh, he's done like a, like hundreds of voices over the years, and he still does Pete. I don't know when he started doing Pete, but he's been doing it forever. So, as somebody who enjoys animation, and Adam can probably tell you, I know Rick, we just met, and he might never want to talk to me again. But I really enjoy animation, and not like anime, like stupid animation, like this kind okay. of stuff. And uh, voices are one of those things where I'm like. Man, this guy's just raking it in for 40 years. Like he just kind of straight and narrow, just does exactly what he's supposed to do, and they just keep calling him or or her. You know, it's 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 amazing to me. So it's kind of neat to see like these 90s voices still with the the voices of these of the other characters that are major characters. Hmm. Well, I think from the uh, production standpoint, you want to keep those as steady as possible. You know, even even if it's pretty close when someone else does it, you can tell. So, I, you know, Kermit the Frog still doesn't sound right to me, even though the new performer of Kermit the Frog has been doing it just as long as as Jim Henson ever did. Um, he still doesn't sound like Kermit. Not not a knock on him; he just sounds different. So, hmm. I think you want to keep those consistent. 
I think you picked the one character that got dismissed recently, by the way. Kermit got dismissed? Yeah, like the guy who does the voice of Kermit had been doing it for like 30 years, 25, 30 years, and he was like all upset about um, about the Muppet something or other that got canceled and uh, like shot his mouth off and then was like, yeah, we were done. You're out. <laughs> we're just going to get somebody else to do the voice of Kermit. Wow. <laughs> I did not, no, it's, yeah, Steve Whitmer fired in uh, 2016. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, knew it was, I knew it was just recently. I just remember wow. the story on, on some crazy wow. thing. And Kevin like, Clash right before him. Well, yeah. in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> More creepers. Yeah. Somebody There's else has been doing that. So, Rick, were you, uh, were you an Elmo kid growing up? Was, that, was he around? Because Elmo wasn't born when we were kids. Was El- you didn't know Elmo? Oh. No. Mm-mm, no Elmo. Uh, I, no, I'm not going to say I was an Elmo kid. I don't think Sesame Street got, like registered the same positive way with me. I, I don't know. I, I loved Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood myself. I think when I was younger, that around that age, I think we watched some Sesame Street. But I would have been like a Cookie Monster kind of guy. Barney was Barney around? Barney, uh, Barney. I remember my younger siblings enjoyed. Yeah. I knew he existed. I knew I was supposed to hate him. Okay. Um, I, I didn't feel too much about him. <laughs> I, I was just curious, like, because I, I feel like that that switch got made somewhere along the way, and then it it, it kind of got switched back again. So. Yeah. Back to Sesame Street. So. Adam, we're we're I don't know how far we are into this, but I I haven't heard. I don't even know a positive. Of of the movie was there? Did you have a favorite part? Is there is there something you can. Did I have I a favorite was, part? I there. I mean, a laugh out loud moment. I as think. I recall, there was some poop humor. Um, <laughs> that's always good. I'll, I'll I'll take that in my animation. Poop humor. Wasn't in, uh, in the RV? What what what? Uh, oh, let me just hook this up. Yeah, it's just a small cord. You know, I was gonna ask. I didn't even know what that was. That's interesting. Okay. So yeah, it was it was uh, they're they're draining the RV. Um, uh, that went that went past me. <laughs> uh, I, I might enjoy it more next time. <laughs> it's subtle. I didn't catch that one either, but no, I think uh, yeah, like I said, Max was uh, he was he was, he was making me angry. He, he, had the, he had the opportunity to make it right all along the way, and he didn't. And wow. and Goofy is just so dumb <laughs> that it really feels like he's taking advantage of him. But for you know, for fourteen year old Max should realize that Goofy's got some serious deficits. And uh, oh, means well, but come on. And uh, it's at some point, it's just irredeemable. I think some of this is just you because you were good to your parents, or at least Projecting. your recollection of it is no. that you were good to them. And by comparison, maybe some other people weren't. Or, or I see myself as a goofy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be taken advantage of. It, it was a good, but you know, buddy road trip. Again, I think they should have taken the uh, taken the Bigfoot with them. I think that would have been fun. Some hijinks. Um, it it really felt like uh, four twenty minute episodes strung together, rather than a coherent movie. Hmm. Um, other than hey, people will pay to go see this. I don't know why this was on the big screen. You know, if I could compare it to something, it's that Clone Wars cartoon. I was like, hey, we got a couple episodes. Let's string them together and put them out there. Except this was purposefully made to be on the big screen. Rick, you're getting no love here, man. I, I, I think that it's better than a TV show. Like, it's it's very clearly written, rewritten. Like, there there's some there's some really good points in there. And, and I guess it, it does feel a little herky-jerky at parts. Like, I guess my recollection is, like, that it's much more of a buddy-like movie kind of thing. And like Adam said, all of a sudden they're at the concert, and I was like, "What? Everything just got resolved?" But, but it, you know, that part of it. But otherwise, I, I think that they, they're. It's very clear that they're. This is better than. Let's throw out a twenty-minute episode kind of quality. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say a poop joke, and and leave it there. Well, for a film of this quality. I'll say everything about it did scream 1995, so that was a lot of fun. 
just as for you know Max's clothes and um, the techno ROB uh, techno R&B and the laser light shows and um, and then of course Polly Shore the eight track right. player and <laughs> the eight track player by the way that was like the weirdest thing to me in the universe like eight track players weren't even still a thing in 1995 like it's goofy's old car that's a moment for mom and dad to go oh oh, you know what that is uh so as as uh, rick and i were texting at the very end and i was criticizing the choice of tevin campbell here's the list of artists that we agreed would have been better so i said usher rick countered with michael jackson uh, I said Alfonso Ribeiro would have even been better because we we're going for dance moves, possibly Babyface, and then Rick throws out the winner, which is Boys to Men. That would have worked, except it would have been the Power Lines, I guess. Um, you you pick I'm, one of them. I, I, Probably Sean. Burying the lead here, a little Bell Bib DeVoe, maybe. I, well, I don't... so then then I said Bobby Brown, but then then probably would have been too edgy in '95. So I said, but one of the other guys from New Edition would have been just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Here are the other animated films released in 1995, by the way, just to, just to recap the other crapola that was around at the time. Uh, they re-released Alice in Wonderland. Hercules came out. There was a direct-to-video Gargoyles the movie. Also known as Star Trek The Next Next Generation. <clears throat> yeah, Ghost like in the, the entire... Shell was released in Japan. Not, yeah, there's not, not much else not here. telling it. 95 in uh, animated, animated cinema. This takes the cake. Uh, can we say it's the best 1995 animated movie? Toy Story came out in 95, too. The original. Hand-drawn animation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. It's better than Hercules, right? I don't, Maybe? I don't... I, I've never seen Hercules. What? What you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen Hercules? Hercules? Actually, it's a different Hercules. Hercules came out in 1997. So I'm gonna go with Goofy Movie, best hand-drawn animated movie. Hey, oh, of, of 1995. <laughs> of 1995. <laughs> I mean, Ghost in the Shell really Of the first half of 1995. <laughs> the first half of 1995 with Pauly Shore taking a predominant role. Oh wait, Pocahontas also got released, and a goofy movie is way better than that crap. So thank you. Yeah, Adam, back me up here. Uh, I don't believe I've seen Pocahontas. What were you doing in 1995, man? Probably. Uh, so what else came out? So Pulp Fiction came out in 1995. That was I was 94. Also... So I was probably still going to the theater to watch Pulp Fiction. I may have seen that about nine or ten times in the theater. I was high school, man. I was not going to see Pocahontas. I was in college and I was seeing Pocahontas, so I don't know. Oh, but we've already established <laughs> you are not like others. Flueless came out in 1995. Maybe you're seeing that. Saw that with my uh, with my uncle, I think. We didn't call it special time, though. No. Braveheart? Apollo 13, Goldeneye. Seven. Batman Forever. Man, are we ever going to go to the movies ever again, by the oh, way? I know we're in the uh, middle I of the I miss, I miss the movies. <laughs> but, oh no, here's what I was doing in 1995. I was waiting for Waterworld to come out. And I've never forgiven Hollywood for Dennis Hopper riding a jet ski, smoking a cigarette in an oil tanker, like, saying a prayer to the guy that crashed the Exxon Valdez. Like, I will never forgive Hollywood for that. I was Rick, so excited seen, for that movie. Rick, have you seen Waterworld? No, I we, haven't. We could do it. You haven't seen on Waterworld. No, no, <laughs> no. It was supposed to be so good. It was epic. It was Kevin Costner coming off of Dances with Wolves. This was his fantasy, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic showdown, and Waterworld was so successful that he followed it up with the Postman, which is like Waterworld, but on land. Even even worse. 1995. I'm looking through these movies. I spent a lot of money at the movie theater in 1995, and I would like to go back to the movie theater at some point. You know, not anytime soon, but uh, I'm hoping that there are still movie theaters by the so, time we're done here. Of the top ten movies, I saw eight of them in the theater. Mm-hmm. So Die Hard with a Vengeance, Toy Story, Apollo 13, Goldeneye. I didn't see Pocahontas, Batman Forever, Seven, 
I didn't see Casper, Waterworld, and Jumanji. I saw them all. Matter of fact, I was just looking over to the top 30. I think I've seen all of these two at the theater. I, I I missed a lot of those and a lot of it, it's it's generous you guys had me on this. Uh, oh, you're, you were probably doing things like going outside and playing with friends. <laughs> it could that could be what was happening. In my but defense, I, I was in college and my parents wanted to get me out of the house when I was probably coming home, so they were like, "Hey, hey go go take ten dollars and go see a movie. You can." Leave. So you were in college, still taking money from your parents to go to the movies. Of course, I was. <laughs> What was a? Am I happy that that I watch goofy movie? Sure, or a goofy movie, I should say. It doesn't make me want to go back and see an extremely goofy movie. Um, you shouldn't want to. Yeah, that's uh, just it's, not being made for uh, the big screen. Uh, you know, a lot of the good movies. You know, probably if you both made a list of your top ten, I would say most of them are PG thirteen or up. I hope. Uh, and most of them I haven't seen, probably. Derek could read you his top ten right away because he can keeps them. Can do my yeah. flick chart. Oh, number ten is Meet the Parents. I've seen that. That's number good. nine is Airplane. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know how number nine is Airplane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Number eight is The Lion King. We've seen that. Seven is Die Hard. I have not seen. Oh, oh, I should have seen it. I know people like it. I know there's argument about whether it's a Christmas movie or not. Um, (laughs) Or isn't. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I think maybe maybe it's time. Should we set up the next episode for the end of this episode, then? Uh, That's what we used to do, Adam. Yeah, I know. I remember. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think of our segue. I think that we, I think I can go from like this, oh, this movie was in the 90s. You know what other was? It was another great movie from the 90s. Actually, that was the 80s. Damn it. I think the Goofy movie would have been better if it was released around in the holidays and they had done some sort of, yeah, again, if we're looking for an overriding theme of uh, of redemption, maybe setting it as like a Christmas movie would have been more effective. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know what's a great Christmas movie? I know what you're going to say. Die Hard. Of course. <laughs> right, Rick? I, you know, I actually couldn't tell you. Because what? What? You, you haven't, haven't seen, seen Die, Die Hard? Hard? This has been You Haven't Seen, a production of the Robot Warrior Network. Copyright 2020. Please visit robotwarriornetwork.com for all of our great shows and media. You can email Adam at robotwarriornetwork.com for more information. I'm familiar with editing.